seemed an approach to podcasting. The basic thing, I'm going to start off. I want to give you guys a more overall idea. People make assumptions, they don't realize that. I'm triggering the mouse pad, I think. Um, yeah, assistive technology makes it possible for guys like me. I'm a blind guy. I've been 100% blind for about 12 years now. But I'm still a software developer. I've been doing it for about 38 years. But yeah, the assistive technology makes it possible to do all these things, including podcasting. But I'm talking about not just consuming, also recording and producing and so on. But yeah, that's a just general background thing. Part of the reason blind guys like podcasts... Sorry, Jan, I'm just talking away all the time there. That's how we work. Look, there are a lot of different voices for these things, but it's a digitally synthesized voice, which means that it doesn't always give you a very good or a real feel to the content that you're actually consuming. Um, I'll give you a silly little example here. Oh, come on. Um, now this is a voice that I prefer, but that's partly because it's more efficient, more it's quicker and faster. There are a lot of the, the natural sounding voices that also other guys prefer, but I mean, okay, let's try one. Three. The president was enough. If it, the president was enough. If 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 mouse with more than. Rate three. Fa. Radio day. C cola. Untitled dash. Untitled. <laughs> The president was enough. The president... Testing comma. Tefosting comma. What? <laughs> For example. Okay. These are just Testing examples comma. of what the voices can sound like. That's supposed to be a natural sounding voice. But it doesn't always work for all of us. And you'll hear it does funny things with punctuation and pronunciation of names and wording and titles and etc. etc. Which is why, for example... No, like one. And back to this one, which is why things like podcasts, which are real people talking to you, would be much more suitable for certain kinds of uh, subject matter, etc. And that is one of the primary reasons why the guys love it. Plus, sorry, my computer talking away again. You also get lots of different, I mean, lots of pieces of subject matter relating specifically to being visually impaired, being blind, assistive technology. Etc. and all that sort of thing. So I'm just going to check my notes check quickly. That's what I was talking about. Besides laptops, I mean, this software that I'm using here is called NVDA, Non-Visual Desktop Access. It's the free open source screen. There are also commercial ones. There are even the ones that are built into Windows itself. I'm going to bring that one up quickly. Starting That is Microsoft. Microsoft's own version of a screen reader for blind guys, okay. which people also don't know about, but there are also versions under Mac, you've got the thing called VoiceOver, on Ubuntu you've got Orca, which is also built into the operating system, but yeah, like I say, I use one called NVDA, Non-Visual Desktop Access, and yeah, that's from nvaccess.org, and I just, like I say, I prefer it partly because it's free open source, and also here's another silly example of what I was talking about. This is the Afrikaans voice. It can actually handle multiple languages, including Swana and Kosa, Afrikaans, English, and let me show you what I'm talking about. Those are all the different languages the software can support. 
Yeah, also, you also get a lot of things on modern smartphones that people don't know about. Uh, your iPhone, you can make talk within, I think, I think it's a triple press of the home button. Any Android phone can run using TalkBack, pretty much, and those are more entry-level phones, much cheaper. They can also use the same voice system that I'm talking with using here, or you can use the natural signing voices. Sort of oh, come on. <laughs> um, and that's part of the thing. We've, I mean, obviously, you know, with modern... It's not everybody needs a PC, in other words, to actually access things like podcasting, use the internet, do Google searches. You can also use OK Google voice commands to do certain tasks on your phone. For example, like I said, I've got very little experience with iPhone, but it has Siri. Um, there are versions of things like that, similar to the Android phones. But yeah, modern technology is pretty much built in without you realizing it, because they don't really market it, but it is there. Anyway, so Radio let's Then, I was going to say, okay, I don't really have, I'm not online here at the moment, but there are uh, quite a few little pieces of software that are specifically oh, for vision impaired guys to find podcasts, to listen to them, if you don't just Google or use mailing lists and that sort of thing. But I'm going to give you a couple of little examples of Podcasts that are blind specific, say, or visually impaired specific. Yeah. Firstly, okay, these are our own ones. This is a chef from the Capsicum Culinary Studio giving cooking instructions for blind guys, audio only, but he's just taking a little bit of, making a little bit of extra effort to work on instructions that relate to how a blind guy would handle it in the kitchen. Because, yes, I like cooking myself. Oh, come on, what are you doing? Radio Bay Africa of TXT settings row one column three. Settings, settings. Radio Bay Africa of TXT. 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 Accessible devices one of one, two, three. Cooking journey four of one. Items new list. Temp not selected one of five. Leak underscore and underscore potato underscore six. Copy three, two, one, five. Taskbar. Menu edit blank. No, man. Some of those, words, some of those words he's using wouldn't come out very well with synthesized voice. Leak. I'm jumping through. So that's one of our productions. Accessible devices, podcast specific to assistive technology and that sort of thing.
Yeah, some guys use well, different forms everybody. of like sound effects and little musical clips and all that sort of stuff. Buddy, this is Big R speaking, aka Randy, located in Minnesota. We are going to be presenting to you our very first podcast started out back yeah. really and sorry for what it's with the software i'm using here is called complayer and one of the reasons i use it i'll show you something oh, come on accessible that i could pass on to the rest of the blind community we didn't really have any way to do that so the accessible devices event started in, in the summer of 2002. Because we used to our computers talking a bit faster. But if, for example, if I turn off that voice adjustment again. Supplying a way for people to pass on this information. I talked my friend. sound effect. That's why I said this, this is the multimeter software I would use for this sort of thing because it means I can speed it up without having to have that chipmunk effect. But yes, anyway. And, and uh, had a price a Okay. Okay, that's what I was talking about. The software that you get, but there are other ones here, but they won't work now because I'm not online, but there are things that it's called the accessible podcatcher. Which basically lets you search categories and browse categories specifically for accessible podcasts and that sort of thing, sorry. Thing going on again. Um, that's what I was talking about. Oh, come on. Okay, like, so something keeps activating the mouse here. You for example, for stereo panning sound is how I know where the mouse I can sort of check the mouse on screen if I really want to, but there are other ways of moving it around as well. So, yeah. Compressed it really comes down to the, the communities there where we discuss mailing lists and forums and discussion forums and that sort of thing as well as WhatsApp groups and that where the guys discuss what technology they recommend for different platforms. And a lot of those things also where you find out about new podcasts like some of these samples that I've got here. Sorry. Is that you? Okay. No, sorry. Okay. The problem is that it reads whatever is under the mouse. Um, no. Oh, come on. Radio Africa, Radio Subject Map Digital Explained Primary. Yep. Okay, yeah. That's cool. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> okay, we are coming here, that's fine. But yeah, so what I was saying, the different software that you get for guys, the main thing is that it's all generally accessible or there are workarounds to make it more accessible and that's where the communities come in the actual blind communities blind android phone users applevis.com for the iphone users 
etc., etc. And that's where we also, like I said, we use mailing lists to share information about new sources and new podcasts that have been launched and come out. Because a lot of the podcasts that we might listen to are community things, or they talk about new forms of technology, or just sort of demos. You know, there's one, uh, inclusiveandroid.com, where a lot of the, most of their audio content anyway is sample podcast recordings by, I suppose you call them volunteers, where they demonstrate software. Because that's one of the other things about audio for blind guys and that sort of thing is that the timing makes a lot of difference because you can actually hear how a guy's working with something. I mean, same way you can hear me working with my computer here, you can actually get a better idea what I'm talking about rather than just reading. You click the start button and then you come up and then, yeah, etc. if that makes sense. So yeah, a lot of those things, the, the audio demos and that is one of the reasons why I say, look, the, the PC term is visually impaired, but I'm 100% blind, so I just say blind. Um, blind guys prefer audio content at times. Look, it's not always going to be suitable. If I was listening to technical material, because look, I'm a software developer, then yeah, I would prefer to actually go through character by character at times. But it all depends. You know, to learn about new software, it's not a bad thing if someone tells you about it. Using an audio podcast and it gives you an idea, gives you things to look for and look into and consider, and all those things. And I was going to say, let's check one thing again. Yeah, well. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to show you, play another sample here now. This is also another thing we've done, and we, we, it's a silly thing if people think about it because it's not something you consider in the same paragraph or same sentence as with blind guys, but cartoons for blind guys. Apart from audiobooks and that sort of thing, <coughs> sorry, what we did is we got official permission from the publishers for, if anybody, you know, the, the Farsight cartoons, these, comic, these coffee table comic books that have little single frame cartoons and that sort of thing, and we got permission from the publisher to render an audio version for blind guys. I'll give you an example here. Yeah, these are all items newly. These are all actually recorded by volunteer friends of mine. I'm gonna bring up the web page that we've got this hosted in on my machine. Just to give you an idea of everything about the interface of listening to these things. Sorry, that was just me firing up the web server. Just waiting for the browser to come up. I know what might be blocking. These are all the little Farsight. This is actually a web page. This is the offline version of, web page, of a web page that we have up on our site, for example. And I'm just going to give you some samples here. Let's navigation, comment, list, a mummy accident, a drift, alien, alien encounter in an open field link. 
spaceship lands in front of a human standing. What I'm using here is HTML5 and Next JavaScript. Minute, an alien climbs out of the spaceship. Yes. Yeah. As he approaches the human, he hits it on the nose with one of his many arms. <laughs> he turns around <laughs> and gets back in his spaceship, looks at the man that's now sitting on the ground holding his bloody nose, and takes off. And the caption <laughs> reads, Henry never knew what hit him. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is, yeah, the, here is also another example of when the the feel of a real person reading it to you makes a big difference, as opposed to just this inside speech with no emotion and that sort of thing. There's a professor busy giving a lecture in a hall, and on the screen you see aliens with a spaceship, and they're eating chicken, <laughs> and they're throwing the bones over their shoulders. So, Professor Farrington and his controversial theory that dinosaurs were actually the discarded chicken bones of giant alien picnickers. <laughs> Stupid things like that. But that's the thing, the feel, and you get an idea of the, what I'm talking about, the feel of a real person reading this sort of thing for you, or not reading, but describing it for you, and that sort of thing. A boy is sitting at his table with a bunch of science experiment equipment in front of him. And the whole room is filled with flying feathers. And he has obviously just had a major disaster because <laughs> there must have been a hell of an explosion. He's all burnt <laughs> black and his hair standing on end and there's broken test tubes everywhere and smoke rising from the table. And the caption is, God as a kid tries to make a chicken in his room. <laughs> yeah. The other thing what people talk about also, I mean, while some of these synthesized voices can read multiple languages and whatever, oftentimes for certain types of content anyway, you're, you're going to want to hear a real person talking the language of your choice as well. I mean, stupid examples that think you what anders as I Afrikaans so praat as what my reckon that can do. You know, for example, sorry, Afrikaans being my second language. But yeah, does anyone have any questions so far? Anything they're wondering about? Just asking. Sources including <laughs> That's what I was saying. This yes, this NVDA, non-visual desktop access, nvaccess.org, freely open source and community driven. They have quite a few different communities where the guys discuss what changes they'd like and community guys can write their own versions of what we call add-ons which gives you a little additional bits of technology or accessibility and adaptability and so on. I mean, if I go into this thing here, for example, preferences, submenu, tools, submenu, so this is the actual uh, settings menu and all that context menu. These all the add-ons that I've got installed on this machine. Windows one zero app essentials that one's just for Windows 10. That's for a game engine, the Winfrots Interactive Fiction game engine. It just makes it work better with NVDA. For example, say so yes, I use free open source software where I can. Um, because why shouldn't I? Nice thing is when you on a portable version, so I carry it on a flash drive and walk up to a PC in the internet cafe, plug it in and start using their computer. You know, for example, if I wanted to listen to podcasts there or browse the web or check my email or whatever, that sort of thing. I mean, you can do this. most of the stuff like say on your smartphones nowadays, but it's just nice to have more functionality and that sort of thing. And yeah, we'll about, sorry, Tips. Amen. 
just there. Yes. Yes. Within limits, not all software is 100% accessible, but it comes down to basically the developers needing to know, follow some of the basic principles. Google has, for example, sorry, I'm again going to talk Android because that's my focus area. Google has a whole set of accessibility guidelines for developers. The simplest example is, and it's one I always use, if you're browsing a website and you see an image, if you hover your mouse over it, that tooltip that pops up, that's what gets read out to us. The alt tag, the alt attribute, or the additional labeling, basically. And when developers produce software on smartphones, they have to provide that information for those controls. You know, as in, if they use a button with a nice icon on it instead of text on it, it would help if they provide that little bit of additional information in the background to say, you know, that this button is the exit button. For example, not all the guys do it, but it depends. The variety of software out there is what makes the biggest difference. I mean, sorry. Uh, that site I was talking about just now, Inclusive Android, for example, has whole categories of, you go there, you browse the categories of software, and you choose there, and you get to listen to little reviews or demos or that sort of thing, telling you this is a good software, use it, or no, rather avoid this one. I mean, I use most of the mainstream software on my phone. I also do things like OCR, optical character recognition, to, to text recognition. I do object recognition. Um, things like you know Google Goggles, but there's talking versions of it that have been specifically developed to help blind guys. There's in the Google camera, the only ca actual camera app on your Android phone, if you have TalkBack, which is Google's own built-in screen you're running, it will tell you the face detection. Top left corner, face in the middle, face to the right, and those things. And like I said, these are things that they, they don't really get hidden, but nobody knows about them because it's not relevant to everyone's usage. Uh, and there's a lot of other things out there. There's also things like object recognition apps that are specific for the blind guys that help me identify products at home. Um, I've got other software, more fancy software that I use in terms of sensory substitution. Some of the people, more people know about it. Daniel Kishi does echolocation and the brain port, the thing you put on your tongue, they've read about recently. But I use a version that uses the camera on my phone to render it into a soundscape that lets me hear. I can give you a very small little sample here on the computer. Audio screen settings dial. Mode off. Oh, damn it. Very wrong key. Audio screen mode pitch stereo. Sources including various community sites. Audio screen mode HSV. Audio screen off. That is an audio rendition of the icon that I was focusing on there. It takes practice to get used to it, but yeah, that's what these modern smartphones with their computing power and all that can offer. A hell of a lot of things to enhance the lives of we don't say disabled, we say differently enabled guys. If that makes sense. Anyone else? Anything they want to ask before I carry on here? Okay, what I was going to say is, in terms of recording and that sort of thing... That's what I was saying. Also, in terms of recording, I mean, for a blind guy to record his own podcast, for a blind guy to record a demo of some software and that sort of thing. If, for example, I was recording a demo of some software on my Android phone, I use, and I'll mention the name of the software just because, for example, this developer is on the, the blind Android users mailing list and they provide a couple of what are paid features for sighted guys or for normal mainstream guys, we get for free because TalkBack is running. Okay. But yeah, basically what it comes down to is you can record using 
Android phones, you can record using your PC, because I use Audacity, the audio editing software on my laptop, to do all the audio editing and clean up and etc. etc. I mean, I record all these fast cartoons, I record all the cooking shows and that sort of thing. But I always use additional hardware. I use things like a Raspberry Pi mini computer, which is a computer the size of a box of cigarettes, which runs a version of Linux and can also be made to talk with us in command line and in the, the Ubuntu desktop GUI interface. And that you can use, I would use that to set it up also as an automatic recording studio using my own code that I wrote in Python. But anyway. But Hey? Yeah, so this is the Raspberry Pi that I'm talking about. This is a full little PC. Okay, well they call it a mini PC. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how I need to hold it. Um, <laughs> has, for example, this we plug the network cable in. Those are USB ports. There's your HDMI out. There's your power and The whole file system is a micro SD card. Okay, and these things are not expensive. This, this one, for example, can run... It can boot into a command line operating system, which is Linux based on Debian, but it's called Raspbian, that talks to you. Then you can boot it into Ubuntu Mate with the Orca screen reader running, and you can do those things. But then you can also, like say, I've, I've set up my little menu system on the operating, of the instance of the operating system, that when you boot it up, it'll ask you if you want to record, push one. If you want to listen to last recording, push two. And when you're finished, you just unplug it, and there you go, it saves a recording for you. And there we've used it with the different microphones as well. Sorry. Um, for example, a surround sound microphone in those kitchen recordings, we use a surround sound microphone because you want to hear the chef moving around, you want to hear the sounds he's making in the kitchen. You want to hear the timing, you want to hear the, get the feel basically, it's what it comes down to, a virtual environment to feel. Whereas if we were recording the far side and those things, we use pretty much voice-only microphones because there you just want to hear the person talking, you don't really hear the background sounds or anything like that. That's where I'd also then disable the screen on my phone, on my computer. Yes? Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking pretty much. So yeah. Anyone want to ask me any questions? Anything else? <laughs> Anything that's a bit odd here? So do you record um, this type of stuff on a daily basis and do you do your own podcast? Oh, yes, you can. Very easily. I mean, I could, so if I wanted, I could start recording right now. Using Audacity, which is also a free open source thing. Um, it used to be on SourceForge, but they now switched over to another website. It's also a free open source and cross-platform. You can get it on Mac, Linux, and Windows. And yeah, you can, that's what I use to record most of the content and also to do the audio editing and effects and so on. Anyone else? Anything? <laughs> I can play some of these samples if you want to get a more of an idea, but not sure offhand. So where, where can we see these things? Which things? Oh, sorry, the ones we've got up is our own website, www.c, just the letter c hyphen today. And if you go to the library, you'll find this, these two, plus there's one for yoga, plus there's a link to an actual uh, radio interview with, that we had on one of the community radio stations here in Edenvale, Eden Radio, where we were talking to the, the marketing manager of the Capstan Community Studio, who's helped us set up these recordings and that sort of thing. And we had a, there we had a blind guy doing the sort of interview himself as well, a younger guy. Yeah, what it comes down to, sorry, what I was saying, you know, my business partner complains when I say my, what I call my te technology mantra, cross-platform backward compatibility. This is why I like to implement things the way I do using HTML5, using JavaScript, and working with open source software, because you don't, I mean, the, one of the main, most important things, and this is going to sound nasty, but in especially the disabled market, this side of the world, is 
um, money. So that's why I promote things like cheaper phones, free software, and podcast content is freely available. Look, there are audio books, and those are also freely available if you know the right sources, like Tape Aids for the Blind and those things. Main thing is we can, and the only real limitations are those you apply to yourself based on if you know where to look for the software and what to do with it and what to look for, you can do almost anything. And yeah, podcasts are a good way of letting other people know about things you discover, for example. Okay. And that's pretty much all that I need to say on this topic for now. <laughs>